one, two, three. This is Buccaneers Total Access with head coach Todd Bowles. Hey, that's a hell of a job coming down here being a good football team. Three-step drop, throws to the end zone. Caught ball, touchdown Tampa Bay. Mike Evans reaches up with one hand and grabs it in. Brought to you by Advent Health. No matter what helps you feel whole, swimming, laughing, or finding peaceful moments in your day, Advent Health is here to support you with world-class expertise and whole-person care. Because feeling whole always begins at AdventHealth.com. Fire the cannons! Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips and head coach Todd Bowles. Welcome to the Todd Bowles Show. Casey Phillips here with head coach Todd Bowles. First of all, congratulations on the win that before that game we had talked about what a huge one that was. So watching not only how they won, but knowing the stakes that you guys had in this game, what did it say about your team? What did you learn about your team in this situation? We learned how to finish games. The games we were playing in the middle of the season that we were losing, we've won two in a row now by winning like that. So the mental toughness has kicked in. I think guys have kind of put some of their injuries aside and understand how they have to play and they're playing for each other. And there's a lot at stake and these guys are showing up. To go from it being this, as we talk about playoff kind of scenario, must win game. And then all of a sudden now, you know, a day later, you're at the top of the division. To have those kind of emotional roller coasters at this point in December in the NFL, what is that like? What does it feel like? And, and what does it seem like the, the vibe inside the locker room is from going from, man, we got to have this one to like, hey, we're winning the division? I think they've accepted the challenge. We talked about it eight days ago uh, that we're just eight days out of first place. And, you know, it's easier said than done, but they, those guys locked in. They, they understood what was at stake, they embraced the challenge. It's going to be like that the next four weeks. Everybody we play week in and week out from here on out is a playoff game for us to get in. And it was a very similar situation at the end of the game to the Texans game in terms of the, you know, you go up and then under a minute to hold them out of the end zone. And what is it about this game that let it end a little bit differently? Mental toughness, you know, learning from your mistakes, guys coming together, understanding the situation and closing it out. I know the last time you guys won a game with a score in the final minute, it was November 6th of last year, also a touchdown to Kate Otten. I think this was his third in his career of a go-ahead game-winning touchdown. And to be such a young player, to be a guy that doesn't necessarily get the volume of of other guys on the team, but to have that many clutch game-winning type touchdowns, why is he that guy? What does that say about him and, and even with multiple different quarterbacks? You better start double-teaming him in two minutes. <laughs> no, it says a lot about his character. Uh, he's always in the right place. He always does the right thing. He always runs the great routes. He, anywhere that ball comes near him, he catches it, and he's come up big for us. Take us through uh, that game-winning touchdown in that play and what he was able to do. Oh, Kate ran a seven route. It was actually pretty good coverage, and Baker put it right beyond the defensive back where nobody else could get it but Cade. And he came down with an easy catch, and it was an easy catch and throw. He put a, he put a good touch on it. Cade came down with it. And Cade is kind of like me, rarely shows any emotion, but he shows someone that play. So I understand what you're talking about. I like that. Yeah, I noticed him doing a little little of this. And I was like, that might be the that's, most that's, uh, that's sass the we've most, seen. <laughs> that's the most you've seen out of Cade. I can, I can take it. I like it. I like it. Um, And then Baker, another guy that maybe he does show a little bit more emotion. We saw there were some times on the sideline this game that he was getting fired up. He was getting other guys fired up. Um, And then to have another, again, game winning potential drive like this that what have you seen about Baker in these clutch moments the end of game the gotta have it third down and and where that sets him apart as a quarterback 
Well, Baker gets fired up when he finished tying his shoestring. So <laughs> to play in a game like that, but he's so calm and composed and he understands what's at stake and where everything is. I think he plays better under pressure than he does in just normal downs because he's he's even more focused. He, he's even more locked in and the guys rally behind him and he, he makes some great throws and he made some great throws to help us win this game. And uh, got his first rushing touchdown as a Buccaneer. Take us through that play. Uh, he faked the handoff. He sees a gap. You know, Baker kind of dips his shoulder a little more than we would like. But <laughs> on the one-yard line, it's okay to get it in as long as he's not going up against a 300-pounder. But he smelled the end zone. He went to get it. And then how about the rest of his game? I know it was kind of an interesting one offensively, only you know 144 yards, less than 50% completion. But no matter what, he still seems like he gets it done. So what would you evaluate his game as a whole as? I thought he managed it well. He didn't turn it over. You know, they were playing too high all the time. They were daring us to run the football, so they were hell-bent on taking away Mike and Chris and everybody else we had throwing the ball. We got some good run lanes in the second half, and we opened it up, and he stayed patient and took his chances when he got them. Yeah, speaking of those run lanes, Rashad, um, over 100 yards rushing second time this year, second in three games. It was the sixth game this season with 100-plus yards from scrimmage for him, which is actually second in the league behind only Christian McCaffrey, which not a bad person to be behind in any kind of category. So um, what does that say to you, especially looking back at you know early games and knowing that the offense was still kind of figuring out how to use him, how to get the run going, that to feel like you're already at a place where he has those kind of numbers at this point? Starting to take advantage of everything he does. His hands, his, his catching in open space, him being able to run in open space, him running back, cutting through lanes, understanding the offense. Starting to take full advantage of everything he can do, and it really helps us. You brought up how the defense was playing against guys like Mike and Chris. What did you see from uh, not only that, but just the two of them, the the efforts to try to get them the ball, what they were able to do, and then you know Chris's play, even when he, he was getting targeted a lot, didn't have necessarily the as many catches as he typically does, but some that definitely counted. Well, he made some big plays, especially mm-hmm. the one at the end yeah. that got us down there in position to win that ball game. Uh, without that one, we probably would have been kicking for a tie and probably going into overtime. But him and Mike, again, they command so much attention. Even when they don't get the ball, they open it up for everybody else. And that allows Rashad to make his plays. That allowed Cade to make his plays. That allows us to run the football. So if you're going to double those two guys, then the other guys have got to come through, and they did. You know, one of those other guys that stepped up was Chase Edmonds in a big way that uh, for him, 40 yards rushing, 18 receiving yards. Um, he was our third leading receiver by yards in the game even. Um, definitely his most rushing and receiving yards on the season. What made this a, a Chase Edmonds day for him to step up and, and what did that say about him? Chase is a great one-cut runner. I thought the offensive line did a great job in the second half creating holes for him. He found them, and when he saw them, he took off. He can put his foot in the ground and go forward better than anybody, and he's a great compliment to Rashad. That's what we were looking for when we got him. So now that he's healthy, you know, he's showing the things he can do. David Moore, another guy that also got his uh, first catch as a Buccaneer. Take us through the decision to have him active, have him in there, and, and making some plays. Well, David, he had a great preseason for us, and he knows the system very well. He's very reliable, and he's a steady Eddie kind of guy, and Five receivers need to be up, plus he's a good teams player. So he, he got up. We don't have a problem putting him in at any position and running any route and going to him, and that showed when Baker hit him for his first pass. Casey Phillips here with head coach Todd Bowles. Um, man, defensively, yeah, another game where you had 
several people that were missing from your typical starting lineup, but you held the Falcons to 5 of 13 on third down, um, which marks the sixth consecutive game you guys have held your opponent below 40% on third down, the longest active streak in the NFL. What has really turned the corner, especially when it comes to third down defense at this point? Just studying, you know, studying and being on the same page. A lot of it, we're not giving up the third and longs like we were early in the year. Some, some things you take for granted, and we've been very good on third and short as of late, and they're a very good third and short team. I think the first time we played them, they had about eight plays of third and five or less, and this time they didn't have as many, and we understood the assignment. The guys understood where he was going to go with the ball. The guys understood where each other were going to be, and they're executing. Yeah, the last game... You, they still had a fair amount of rushing yards without essentially Bijan Robinson. Now you're going to also add Bijan in the mix. You're going to be without Vita Vea. If you think about all that going into the game, I imagine that that's not necessarily the recipe <laughs> that you would uh, you would sign up for. But you guys were able to hold the whole team to under 100 rushing yards. What do you feel like you guys did well, especially in the absence of Vita? I thought we changed some things up here and there. And we showed some zero, we showed some three, we showed some two. We kind of mixed things up. And I thought Gaines did a great job. He did a great job. And Sanat stepped in and made some plays as well. But I thought as a whole, those guys stepped up as a group and really was hustling to the ball. And that kind of helped us out a lot. Um, and again, our Antoine Winfield Jr. appreciation uh, segment here that we always have. Um, so 13 sacks now since he entered the league, which is three and a half more than any other DB during that span. Uh, nine force fumbles, ranked second among all DBs since then. And he's the first DB with at least four force fumbles and at least three fumble recoveries in a single season since Lattimore did it in 2018. Um, take us through kind of when you hear all those numbers and what he was able to produce in this game, what is really standing out to you at this point? Just the consistency, you know, and that comes from practice. You see it in practice every day. I, again, I say he plays like he practices, but he practices fast. He gets his hands on balls. He works on strips. He works on uh, his moves getting to the quarterback. He constantly is trying to get better at something. So he's trying to be a complete safety, and he's doing a heck of a job doing it. And you know, as he'll tell you, it wasn't one of his better games because he probably should have had two more interceptions. When yeah, technically, we'll, we'll give him. I'll give him credit for one of them that was called back on a penalty. <laughs> You're right that it's like he made it, and that didn't have anything to do with the play. But take us through the the safety sack fumble and that whole play and his involvement and everybody else in it. So we knew down there they were either going to run it or try to chuck it deep. So we had kind of a run pressure on, and there's nothing better than sending Winfield off the edge. So if they try to pull a football, he did a hesitation move on the fullback and went around the corner. He got a nice strip. This last week, uh, he was announced as the nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award for the team. For you as a head coach, what is it like when your most talented players can also be leaders like that on and off the field of you know the locker room quality there and just what it means to have a guy like him who so early in his career seems to really know how to do it the right way, both on and off the field? It says a lot because it speaks to the younger guys that got that came behind him. You know, he's not... He's only in his third or fourth year right now, and then we got guys behind him younger than that. So when they see him working on and off the field and treating people like the way he treats them and the way he practices and his work ethic, it just gives you a great joy because they have somebody to look at. We have other guys on the team that do that, but to be that young and do it is pretty special. I know that, uh, again, we talked about there was no Vita, um, you, Greg Gaines, and then even Deidre and Sanat getting in there for some plays. Um, what did you see from the backups there? And then, you know, just knowing also, I mean, Merriweather has to come in, KJ Britt starting the game, you know, all these guys. What did you see from all these backups? 
they played hard. They played hard, obviously not without some mistakes, but they played hard and they play winning football. They've been in before. They understand the assignment. They're playing faster. Again, they're making the plays at the end of the game to win the ball games, and it's a good experience for them. You don't mind playing them. And what went into the decision for K.J. Britt to be the guy that got that call as compared to maybe Servasia Dennis and, and the way that you were kind of drawing that up in the inside linebacker position? A little more knowledge of the defense. You know, K.J.'s probably got more knowledge of the defense. He's got more years, obviously. Uh, Voss got a few plays in there, but K.J., he, he's a natural-born leader. We've been watching him for a while now, and it's time for him to play. And how about Levante and his return to action? How did he look in terms of health and, and just kind of the level he was playing at before the injury? Playing fast. He did a great job in coverage, does a great job in the run game. He's shooting gaps. He's back to his old self. Uh, happy to see him out there. The guys rally right behind him. Uh, Carlton Davis um, got an interception in that game and definitely looked like one of those results of film study things. I mean, jumped that route before they even called the play, it felt like. Carlton so. made a great play. He made a great play to get us points on the board. Again, uh, Ritter spent around, didn't even see him coming. Carlton saw it and he took advantage of it and Hats off to him. That that play doesn't happen much. That's awesome. As a coach, I feel like that's got to be one of your favorite kind of plays that as you work through trying to explain to them the idea of reading things and film study and all of that, did that feel like one of those like very satisfying moments to see them kind of take what you've been trying to teach and, and put it into practice? The fact that it was him, yes, because he's been hesitant to take that play and he didn't even think about it and he made a heck of an athletic play as well as some other athletic knockdowns he had during the ball game, but I was happy for him. And Zion McCollum, uh, I mean, again, we just talked about the fact that he essentially has been a starter this year because of how many games he's been asked to step into action due to injury. Um, where do you think he's playing now in terms of the idea of instead of viewing him as a backup, but a guy that's gotten the kind of reps a starter gets a lot of times now, where he plays and, and what his game looked like? I know there were definitely a couple big pass breakups. I don't view him as a backup. I view him as a starter. I mean, whether we got two guys healthy or three guys, I view him as a starter. He plays with such confidence. He plays aggressive. He makes plays. He's very athletic. He's a very heady ball player, and the arrow's nothing but up for him. And he looks comfortable out there. Um, he's, he's comfortable with the system, and that was the biggest thing coming back in his second year. He works at it. He studies, and he, he's a heck of a ball player right now. He's probably our most unsung guy on defense right now. Wow, that's definitely a statement. Where do you think the biggest areas of growth have been for him since he came in here? It's been mentally. It's been mental. He's been a great athlete. He can run. He can do all those things. But mentally understanding the system and what he can and can't do, I think has been big for him. And then Chase McLaughlin getting a 55-yarder. So he has now made five field goals of 50-plus yards this season, tied for the seventh most in the NFL. He's 22 of 27 in his career on field goal attempts of 50-plus yards. What has that meant to this team and to all of the different decisions you are asked to make in fourth-down scenarios and, and when you, you know, the confidence that you're able to have when he runs out there? He's been big because he has a strong leg, and we know we can get to a certain part of the field if we don't get it, Chase has been coming through for us. We try not to say his name much because we don't want to jinx him and mention it. So I'm going to leave it alone right there, and I'll <laughs> congratulate him later. Are you a superstitious person in general when it comes to football? Only on some things. Yeah. Certain things I am. You know, If we win, whatever we did the week before in the building, coaching-wise, we need to keep that routine. If we don't, we need to change it. Whatever I have to eat that morning, I, then I'll eat it again that evening. But other things, no. That's pretty funny. Were you, as a player, more or less this way? No. 
Not at all. Not at all. So it's a coaching thing for you more it's than a, a playing thing. thing. Interesting. That's very interesting. Um, so now, as we talked about the idea of the intensity of this last week's game, that there was so much at stake, it was very easy to explain like how much you guys needed this win. But you did talk about the fact that now almost every game here on out is like a playoff game. Do you feel like you can maintain the same kind of intensity for the team to go into each one of these games that maybe aren't quite as easy on paper to explain as this one was of how black and white it was of what it meant to your season? You have to, you know, and they'll all be different, but you have to maintain that kind of intensity and understanding what you have to do to win the division. So we'll rest up and we'll reload this week and get ready for Green Bay. We'll come out with a different strategy and try to play that game the same way, hopefully not coming down to the end of the ball game, but however we need to come out with a win, that's what we're going to try and do. Yeah, we'd like to bring the stress levels down for you and the rest of the staff just a little bit. Playoffs is always going to be stress level. <laughs> Casey Phillips here with head coach Todd Bowles. Uh, looking ahead to this Packers game now, um, what is a Matt LaFleur coached team like? What do you know about kind of his identity at this point and what he brings? A lot of discipline, a lot of misdirection, a lot of play action on offense. Uh, very tough up front on defense, led by Gary. Uh, very good corners, ball hawking corners. They get turnovers. They get momentum, they don't beat themselves, and they don't turn the ball over. So it's going to be a tough game. Um, how about Jordan Love as quarterback? What have you seen in terms of his progression and his readiness to step into this role? A lot of poise. He's been playing great. I think they're like second in the league in play-action passes, and he's been very accurate with those. And you can see he understands where to go with the football. I think having time, you know, he's been sitting around behind Aaron Rodgers for a long time, so he's gained a lot of experience. Now that he's playing and the game's calmed down for him, I think he's playing great. And then how about the running back Aaron Jones and some of the ways that you guys are going to have to try to stop him? Well, it's going to be a one-two punch back there. You know, they got 33 and 28, and they give the ball to each of them. Now that he's back, we know what kind of back he is. We know what kind of back Dylan is as well. Uh, both very tough to bring down, so we got our hands full. And then uh, their wide receivers, uh, Dobbs and Christian Watson, what are some of the unique things that they do? A lot of speed with Watson. Dobbs is an outstanding route runner, uh, outstanding precision, outstanding timing, great hands. Thought he was very good last year, so it's, it's going to be tough. Uh, tell us a little bit more about their defensive front. Ooh, they get after it, you know, starting with Gary. You know, he, he's a sack machine by himself. He's going to be a load to deal with, obviously, and they got everybody else up there does a great job at Staying in their gaps, you know, they, they do a great job standing in their gaps and they make you one-dimensional And then how about again their defensive backs a little bit more about what they can do Great man-to-man -man, great zone guys uh, led by Alexander they, they, they got very good ball skills You know that that's the thing we can't do against Green Bay is turn the football over when it comes to playing in Green Bay in December, it, you know the weather can always be a, a pretty big factor in terms of that kind of thing Do you feel like? whether it is colder or not, especially for a Florida team where it's not like we experience that a whole lot, do you ever see that impacting some of the calls you guys have to make or the way that the team is prepared for it, the same way we talk about other teams coming in here and maybe not always being ready for the heat? Well, depending on the weather, if it's blistery and all that, it, it affects your passing game some. <clears throat> I don't think we'll reach that point. Other than that, you go out there and play. It's three hours. We know we got to get in the playoffs. We do whatever we have to do. And playing somewhere like Green Bay that does have a lot of history to it, someone who you've obviously <coughs> been around the league for a long time and appreciate that. Is there somewhere like that that you kind of value going up, up to play there or some of the places that you view as some of your favorite to, to go coach at? No, no, because it's too cold. It's a place you have to go to to win a ball game. So we're going up there to win a ball game. And that's all that matters. So for that's you, 
two wins in a row. What are the biggest things that you are feeling good about looking at these last two games that you most want to see continue in this next one? Just the mental toughness and embracing the challenges each week. We understand our mission. We understand what we have to do. We've been through it where we haven't won. Now we're coming out on the other end and we are winning. So we got to keep continuing that to go forward. All right. Well, thank you as always for taking the time to spend with us and congrats on these last couple wins. Appreciate it. Coming up next on Buccaneers Total Access, we will have outside linebackers coach George Edwards brought to you by Advent Health. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Advent Health. Pressure coming up the gut. And Pescott goes down. He's sacked for the first time of the game. Devin White, linebacker blitz. Now more with head coach Todd Bowles and Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access. First half of the show, we had head coach Todd Bowles. And now I am so excited to be joined by outside linebacker coach George Edwards. Coach, thanks for being with us. Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, excited. This is our first time getting to have you on. New addition to the coaching staff this year. we got a lot to talk to you about. And of course, the perfect part is that it's after a win. So <laughs> congratulations on that. And, and tell us a little bit about just what that win in particular meant to the team and how that felt. Well, you always want to position yourself to to at the end have a chance to make the playoffs to win your division. I mean, those are always the forefront of your goals going into the season. So for guys to, you know, go through the season and, you know, you still got the opportunity to accomplish one of your goals. So for us to go out and be able to get that win on the road was was really, you know, a, a great for us. And I, I think really for our guys and just a credit to them for their preparation and, and going out and executing as well as they did. Yeah. And I know that every win matters and you want to have the same intensity for every game, but I'm sure this last one was a little bit easier to find that motivation for because of the situation with the standings. But now it's almost every game is going to have that feeling the rest of the way out. How as a coach do you try to kind of help maintain that kind of intensity for each game? Well, I, I think, you know, as, as a coach, you want to challenge the players to hold a standard from week to week. I mean, there's going to be different ebbs and flow as you go through a season, just like there's ebbs and flow of a game. And the big thing for us is, is you know, keeping that concentration and focus throughout the course of it and not get caught up into the peaks and valleys because there's things that are going to happen that you can't control and there's things that, you know, you can definitely perform better at. So we try to focus on those things with the technique and the fundamental of what we got to get done and just the attention, the detail and the preparation. And therefore, hopefully they can go out and execute uh, come game day without having to think or slow themselves down. Yeah, and I know um, this game felt very similar to the Texans game in terms of the end situation of the going ahead touchdown with under a minute to go to now it comes down to the defense. What seemed so different this time where the outcome was able to be different and just kind of what that did that last defensive stop feel like out there and what you guys were able to accomplish? Well, I I think, you know, I, nobody was surprised. We've been there and done that before. And they understood the situation. I mean, we spent a lot of time working on situations and games like that that come down to the two minute and to go out and execute and everybody being on the same page, I think is the biggest, you know, attribute for them as far as their preparation coming into it. And uh, man, to talk about preparation, I feel like Carlton's interception was such a great example of that preparation. What about that play stood out to you in terms of what you guys had been studying on film as a defense and, and that kind of play and, and what it ended up meaning to the course of the game? Yeah, well, we kind of knew they were going to, they had been throwing a lot of jailbreak screens and things like that to get the quarterback, you know, to get it, get him going and get the ball out of his hands. 
I, I thought Carlton did a very nice job of anticipating that when it came. Matter of fact, the quarterback really didn't even look as far as what the coverage was. He knew where he's going with the ball. And for him to anticipate that and be able to go take a shot and be able to get the interception was just incredible. So that's a credit to him with the preparation of it and, and anticipation of what was getting ready to happen and being in a familiar situation and making a play. I know that you guys had a lot of injuries on defense. Um, this last couple of weeks in particular has mm -hmm. been uh, pretty crazy how many different backups are having to get in there. And then now you know you're facing a Falcons team that really loves to run the football, big fans of it. And right. you guys were able to hold them to 5 of 13 on third down. So this is now the sixth straight game you guys have held your opponent to under 40% on third down, longest active streak in the NFL. What particularly on third down seems to have shifted over the course of this season and facing a team especially like them? I, I think the attention to detail and the preparation of it as far as us as coaches, as far as the players, uh, we spent extra time because that was not one of our strong suits as we begun the season. And just like anything else, I think the more that you stress it and the more time put on task to, to go out and execute, I, I think really has helped. I, I think them understanding what was going to be called in those situations, what to anticipate from the offense. I think it's a, a collection of all of those things as far as their preparation that has helped us to go out and perform better. And I know that you also held them to under 100 rushing yards as a team. So first matchup against the Falcons, Bijan was essentially a non-factor. He was sick and hardly played at all. But they have such a wide array of running backs that can hurt you. They still ended up with a lot of rushing yards that first game. This game, to have all three of those guys, you don't have Vita, right. a bunch of backups in there. What do you feel like went so well, particularly in trying to stop the run with, again, a bit of a patchwork group of people out there? I, I think them understanding what they were trying to do against us in the first ball game. And then coming out to execute in the second ball game, uh, of course, like you said, he, he was not there in the first game, but this game we got a heavy dose of him. But they used all three of their backs throughout the course of the year, and they've tried to manage the clock and do those things. I think it also helped our team to understand just how important it is to play as a team. Like Coach Bowles talks about that as far as the preparation going into a game. What is it going to take to win this game? And, you know, the clock is a big part of that. And our offense did an outstanding job of managing the clock and, you know, keeping the ball for, away from them. So that also helps into it. But I, I have to give a lot of credit for guys with the next man up mentality. You know, you're missing someone like Vita in the middle of your defense. I mean, those guys really rallied up front to get it, you know, to have success of you know, leverage on blocks, getting off blocks, making plays. Linebackers coming downhill, the plugs. So I, I think it was a collection of everybody understanding and a preparation of what we were trying to get done and what we needed to do in, in order to stop them. We're talking outside linebacker coach George Edwards. I know that for your position in particular, guys are always going to want the sacks, right? Like that's the big money-making stat. That's the Pro Bowl stat, you know. And they're also so important, though, in the run game, in setting the edge, in playing disciplined and you talked about the execution of it, of, of guys just doing their job and not trying to do so much. Is that a challenge for you as a coach to try to make sure it's not just always swinging for the fences here? I, well, I think anytime, you know, you're in a competitive atmosphere like we are and, you know, guys do. I mean, let's face it, sacks are a big part of, you know, but in order for us to be able to win, guys have to be unselfish and understand that. Uh, it, it takes all of us. I mean, just like coverage and pass rush tie hand in hand, and that's critical to us being successful in any situation defensively. So I, I, I think our group is a very unselfish group. Those guys really work well together. They pull for one another. 
And they understand the big picture of it at the end of the day, that if we all have success, that, you know, those accolades will come and those situations will come. So, you know, we just got to keep grinding at the end of the day to keep contributing as much as we can to help us defensively and no matter whatever task it is asked to do. And then I know that safety sack fumble play that ended up being huge for this team. Um, take us through that play and, and what the defense was uh, working on on that one and what you guys had going. Yeah, we had a pressure coming from the open side, and uh, he, he did a, Winfield did a nice job coming off the edge and block the back, tried to stay on to block him, and uh, we did a good job in the coverage, which was critical, gave him time to beat the back and come around him. And, you know, like we were talking about, I mean, we had the ball on the ground so many times yesterday with opportunities that really could have been a whole lot of turnovers, but we weren't able to come up with them. But we had talked about it going in that he had put the ball on the ground a few times, you know, each game. So, you know, we wanted to come out with one of those. We were just very blessed to, you know, get on top of that and be able to get him, you know, a safety on him, get him tackled in the end zone and come away with points. So things like that, they, you know, are, are big plays. It's a turnover that turns into points is huge for us. And Antoine Winfield, I feel like every coach I talk to, every player I talk to, we just have to have an Antoine and Winfield Jr. appreciation <laughs> segment. Um, so, I mean, he's got 13 sacks since entering the league, which is three and a half more than any other DB during that span. He's got nine forced fumbles, the second again among all DBs in that time. And now he joins Pro Football Hall of Famer Brian Dawkins as the only defensive backs with more than three sacks, forced fumbles, and fumble recoveries in a single season since 2000. Wow. And I feel like there's a million more stats we could right. list. Those are just the ones that came up from this last game. Um, what is it like to watch what he's able to do in so many different stat categories? And what has that meant to the defense and even your guys as they – are also in the pass rush game, knowing that he brings a whole other element to it. Yeah, I mean, he, he's definitely a, a, a near the box when he's blitzing or underneath coverage or playing a run, any of those things. I mean, he's just outstanding when he's been underneath. And, you know, that's something that he hasn't, it hadn't been as much as he's done in the past. So when he does come down there, you definitely feel his presence. And, you know, his ability, to, when you look at him prepare, each and every day. I mean, as you, you can tell why he has the success that he has. I mean, he leads by example when it comes to that. He's a great communicator pre-snap of what we're trying to do defensively. He's great in the preparation throughout the court. And I, I think the confidence that he loses, you know, that goes to the other players knows, you know, what he's capable of doing when we're in the right spot and everybody's doing their job. So I, I think our guys are thrilled when he's down there and gets an opportunity to come on a rush, understanding the rush lanes and those kind of things and try to get him in the one-on-one. So it, I, it's, he's definitely a dynamic player and, Thank goodness he's on our defense. Yeah, I'm sure. And then I feel like we could say the same thing about Levante Davis. So nice to have him back, I'm sure, after right. missing some games. And uh, what has he meant to your guys, the defense of just the way the inside and outside linebackers are all kind of working together to have a guy like Levante at his age, experience level, playing at the level he is? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. You can, He's the same way communication-wise. I mean, it's essential for us. As far as getting lined up, understanding what we got to do, recognizing what the offense is trying to do, kind of limit it down 
pre-snapped of what's going. So uh, when you have someone his veteran presence that you know is going to put in the time to prepare, you can trust what he's asking you to do. You can trust one to help you get lined up and, and what to anticipate pre-snap. I mean, you know, guys do a good job of preparation during the week, but there's a lot of unscouted looks that come up in games, especially in the early part of games, but them being able to communicate through things and then line up and react fast. That's the whole thing. So you can counter those moves and then the game kind of breaks out. So from that aspect of it, he does a tremendous job of helping us get lined up every snap, communicating adjustments that happen with all the shifts and motions that we face from week to week. So it, it's been a blessing having him back. I'm sure. And Kalijah Kansi as a rookie just continues to produce, got another sack this game. Um, how incredible is what he's doing in the pass rush game from his position and just kind of the moves you've seen him bring and, and the element of his speed there? Yeah, I mean, anytime you have someone that can get that kind of push and that kind of penetration inside, it really opens up and loosens up the edges for you because they got to pay attention to that guy inside. So he's he's done that since day one being there. I know he missed some time with injuries at the start of the season, but you can just see and feel his presence as you know he's picked up as he's gotten back from his injuries and you know that that push inside and guys learning to rush with him. You can count on him, and you may have to read off of him. There are natural stunts and those. Kind kind of things that that he creates just because he he does have the quickness to get off the ball and get the penetration on him. So he's done a tremendous job since he's been back from injury and just from coming in as a rookie and all the things that have been on his plate that he's had to learn and adjust and adapt to. So those guys have done a good job with him inside. Yeah, I imagine Vita and he next to each other is kind of a dream scenario for outside linebackers in so many ways. Is that fair? That's very fair to say. Yeah. I mean, Vita's probably the perennial nose guard in this league right now. And to have someone come in with that speed and quickness that Candy brings to it is just another element to that level that I, I think inside and outside linebackers both like having both of those guys out on the yeah, field. Yeah, that so makes sense. From that aspect of it, I think we're we're all pleased with having those two inside as tackles. That makes sense. All right, we're going to take a quick break here on Buccaneers Total Access with outside linebacker coach George Edwards, brought to you by Advent Health. This is Buccaneers Radio. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access with head coach Todd Bowles and Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips, brought to you by Advent Health. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access. I am joined by outside linebacker coach George Edwards. Uh, so let's take a look at some of your guys specifically in the outside linebacker room. Um, when you think back to the draft class and looking at Yaya Diaby, tell me what made you guys excited to bring him in here. Well, I think you could see him as a player in college. I mean, he played a little bit closer. He played more inside than he did outside. And uh, it was a 3-4 defensive end more. But you could just tell with the power and explosion that he played with in college and just this relentless pursuit to the football. He's he's really done a good job of coming in and getting acclimated systematically to a lot of things that he really didn't do in college as far as, you know, a dropping and, you know, some of the things that we've asked him to do, rushing and the number of blitzes and stuff that we've run with him. So it's been an adjustment for him, but I, I, I'll tell you, he's another one that's come in and, when you look at him prepared through the course of the week and just how consistent he's been with that preparation, he really puts a lot of time at task to get ready to play. And that's a credit to him and his work habits. So we're excited, you know, where he's at right now and look for him to keep improving. I think he, he'll he tell you he feels a lot more comfortable now than the first day he came in and he got a playbook and it was a lot of things that he had to learn that he'd never done before. But a bit wide-eyed. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'd tell you, he's adjusted well and, you know, it hasn't been too big for him. And I think, you know, 
some of the guys you talked about earlier, having those type of veterans around you, you know, in our room and outside our room has really been helpful for him. Yeah, I mean, for him to be tied for fourth in tackles for loss among rookies and tied for third in sacks among rookies, and he wasn't starting early on, wasn't getting quite as many snaps early on for him to have those kind of numbers at this point in the season is is pretty remarkable. What are the reasons that you feel like he was able to get those kind of stats and and really what is it that made you guys start saying like, all right, you know, we just, we got to get him on the field more often. Well, I think it boiled down to his production, his performance. I mean, he was being consistent with the reps that he was getting from week to week. He's been consistent at practice and preparation of what it is. And once I, I think it comes to, you know, the different packages that we run defensively and, how we were going to utilize his skill set. I think once that picture became clear, it became pretty obvious that, you know, it was time for him to get more reps. And uh, he's really embraced it. He He's really stayed consistent throughout the process, no matter what it was. He's prepared for it as if he was a starter from day one getting in here. And I, I think the veteran leadership in our room has seen just him evolve over this time and see how much better that he's gotten that now he's not having to think as much and now he can just line up and play. I think that's always, you know, the hard part for a rookie coming in. It's new terminology, you know, cognitive state of learning. It's a new game compared to college. And now all of a sudden you're thrown in that battle. And I, I think, you know, at first you're kind of trying to find your way. You're worried about more about what you got to do as opposed to what people are trying to do to you. And then, as the season goes and you get more experience with it, I, I think you become a little bit more in tune to what's happening everywhere around you. And he's at that point right now to where he can recognize things that offenses are trying to do and attack and how he can counter to it. So he's done a good job and prep for it. That's great. And I know any pass rusher tends to have kind of their bread and butter, right? Their moves, their things, their go-tos that they feel like they're best at and they are most comfortable with. What are those things for him? I think speed the power. I think anybody will tell you when he lines up and I mean, he gets gets off the ball good, and then all of a sudden he turns it into power or he long arms it. Those are, I would say, would be his first two moves, and we kind of stay in that wheelhouse a little bit with him because <laughs> hey, he's pretty good. If it ain't broke, it. don't fix That's it. That's exactly yeah. right. But no, he's it, just like yesterday. He had a couple of rushes where he felt the tackle and adjust off of it to come to up and under and those kind of things off of it. So I, I think he's been evolving, you know, with rushing with the guys that he's rushing with and being able to feel those things. And I think he's involved throughout the course of the year that way. So what would be the things that if you decide, all right, so we've been doing the bread and butter, but adding these things would take it to another level. What are some of the things that you guys are trying to add to his game? Well, it's really the counters off the speed, the power, because he does it, you know, he's pretty good at it. He does it quite a lot, but off the long arms to be able to work both sides off the rush, depending on how high the tackle is off the track or how low he, if he's going to hard set him, jump set him. So he's had to come up with counters for guys that are changing it up on him on how they're going to set on him because they don't want to just set and give it the same set all the time. He can attack that. So him understanding what they're trying to do to him and recognizing it quick enough to be able to counter. How about his, he has a bit of a unique journey to the NFL and a unique story. And, and just what has it meant to watch even kind of his character off the field for you to have a rookie who comes in that fought their way, that they weren't just the five-star out of high school, the big, huge school, like, you know, that right. all the ways he had to do things differently. Do you ever see that as a way that it kind of affects 
the type of rookie they are and and for you the type of person they are to coach yeah i mean i i think he makes the most of every opportunity that he has i mean that's the thing he is so focused on the main thing and keeps the main thing the main thing and when you do that you're not distracted by outside forces outside noises so he has been able to stay he's throughout the course of his career has been able to stay focused on what exactly his goal was what he wanted to go get accomplished and he's come in here and really done the same thing and he he's he has not lost sight in that and he's willing to do any and everything to better the team and to better himself so from that aspect of it you see it throughout his journey when you know his life story you see that as a part of him every day and it's nothing to take lightly it's, it's hard to do and stay that focused all the time so he's done a nice job with it and I look for him to continue to keep growing as he keeps going through this process and like I said he he's he's like a sponge he learns from everybody in the room and he talks now and was a little apprehensive when we first started but now he'll he'll talk and tell you exactly what it is that he's thinking and that's what I always try to get him to understand it's about all of us collectively coming in here and discussing things and understanding you know why we're asking you to do it if you understand the why of what we're trying to get accomplished then you understand the importance of your role with it we're talking to outside linebacker coach George Edwards for you coaching this position what do the biggest um, learning curves tend to be for outside linebackers going from college to pro the, the things that you tend to notice that you have to work on with rookies that are making those adjustments uh, I think first the run game is totally different uh, we see a lot more, I say, pro-style offenses to where the runs are a little bit different than the RPOs. Is We get RPOs in this league, but not nearly as many as they probably do in college. The run game is different with two-back sets and all those things. A lot of these guys haven't seen two-back sets or haven't seen a quarterback under center when they come <laughs> you know, to the NFL. That's so funny. those are all definitely changes for them. Uh, in the passing game, you know, like so a lot of lateral passes into the boundary in college where with the hash marks in the NFL, now all of a sudden about every ball is in the middle of the field. So those are just all things that they have to adjust to pass coverage wise as far as the route tree that we get in the NFL compared to college is totally different. Uh, having to drop all of a sudden, which is something that he had never done coming into the league. And uh, so that's been an adjustment for him. But yeah, I'll tell you what, nothing we've asked him to do. He has not, you know, batted an eye and attacked it, you know, firsthand. So I think that's a part of it that he's all bought into whatever it is we need him to do. And his skill set allows us to try to use his skill set to help us the most. And, and he's done a good job with those things and being accountable for what it is that we need to get done. All right, we're going to take another quick break here on Buccaneers Total Access with outside linebacker coach George Edwards, brought to you by Advent Health. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access with head coach Todd Bowles now continues, brought to you by Advent Health. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access. We are joined by outside linebacker coach George Edwards. Uh, how about for you having a guy like Shaq Barrett in your room? Um, where do you see him in terms of production at this point, coming off a really tough injury? And what has he been bringing? I know that there's the stats and then there's stuff that we don't see on the stats right. that they're doing. So how do you evaluate his play so far this season and what you guys are maybe hoping out of him on this playoff stretch? Right. Well, you don't know. I mean, coming off an injury, you got to be, you know, particularly cautious coming in. But I'll tell you what, he worked so hard this offseason with everything he's had going on. I mean, he really worked hard this offseason. 
And you can just see, you know, him as a pro and the type of pro that he is. You look at his career, you look at his background, he's another one that's gone a long, hard way to earn it. And I mean, yeah, that's that's his approach to it coming back. I mean, he worked very hard in the offseason through training camp. I mean, he wanted all the reps. It wasn't one of those things to where he wanted to be like, you know, and, you know, I think they were smart with the plan that we had coming in with him. I mean, Bobby and those guys did a tremendous job with him in the offseason. And so when he came back, I mean, he was ready to go. And we were trying to keep him really, no, let's just slow down. Let's let's get, you know, a little bit further along before it goes that way. But he was chomping at the bit to get going. And once he got going, you, you really didn't see, you know, him hampered by it. You're always concerned about that as a coach because uh, most guys that it means as much to them as, as football means to Shaq, when you have those things go, I mean, they want to go. I mean, if you challenge them to go, they're going to go. And that's – that's the thing that he's done. He's bought into the plan we've had with him. And, you know, he he's rushed well, you know, this season. He does. He's got four sacks, I think it is right now. But uh, we look forward to keep getting it. The, the more opportunities we get, closer games are. I mean, all those things affect it at the end of the day as far as the rush opportunities. But, again, he's unselfish in the run game. He's going to go set the edge. He's going to run to the foe. I can't tell you how many times I've seen him go chase guys down you know, that have broken free, mm-hmm. you know, they're running on the sideline or whatever. And you see, you see him bypass and just go get and make the play. So yeah. that's a credit to him and, you know, what he's got invested in himself and what he's got invested in this game and what he's got invested for our defense. We're talking outside linebacker coach George Edwards. Um, how about Joe Tryon Shoinka and what have you seen in terms of his development, growth? What are some of the things that you're still working on with him at this point in his career? I, I think when I first came out, I didn't know that much about Joe, but Joe's a hard worker. I mean, very smart, intelligent guy, very good in the drops, very athletic. He he has the skill set that you're looking at, you know, as far as what we want at the position. He's got the height. He's got the length. He's got the size. I think he's played the run exceptionally well for us this year as far as setting the edges and being able to get off blocks and make plays. Uh, he's, I, I think, still developing as a rusher, but you know, I've had some good rushers. He's another one sitting right there at, you know, four sacks for us right now in the season. So I, I think just continuing to increase his toolbox with those things. And it, I mean, he gets still ample reps, even though he's not starting right now, he still gets a lot of reps for us from week to week, shows the trust that we have in him. And I think the trust of the people around him. So we're, we're excited, you know, just to see him keep developing. And like I said, he brings a lot to the table, a lot to the room, a lot to the table. So we're excited to have him. And then when you look at the rest of your room, Anthony Nelson, Marquise Watts, Cam Gill, these guys who maybe don't get as many of the snaps but have all come in and shown big moments, big plays that they're able to make. Um, what stands out to you about those guys and just the depth that you have in your room? Yeah, that's uh, not going to work for my first year here, having the depth that we've had because we've had some injuries at some other positions and having a guy like Nelson being able to step up. I mean, he really, he's another one that's a true pro. You know, he's he's been here, he's got skin on the wall and I mean, just works his butt off all the time during the course of the week and in preparation of it. He's another one that adds big for these young guys as far as a conversation for. But, uh, and Cam Gill, who, you know, has played a lot of spe- on special teams in his career here, but we have been able to get in some games and play him, you know, at outside linebacker and feel very good about his ability to come in and be effective at the position. It, it really has been a blessing to have those veteran guys who've been here, been in the system, made that transition a lot easier for me. 
because then, you know, for me coming in, they've heard it, they've been through it before. And as, you know, as we talk through things, can have a better grip at what we're trying to get accomplished. So that's, I think that's been a big benefit for all our young guys. And I think them as far as their development, because they'll sit there and go through things and talk through things. And, you know, I, I think coming to that conclusion, it helps all of us as far as the preparation from week in and week out. And knowing that you were coming into Coach Bowles' system, what are the things that his system asks of your position room? And then what are the things that it sets them up for success in as well? Um, I, I'll tell you, it, it, it's a lot. I mean, it, it really is a lot. I mean, when you start looking at the drops, you start looking at the different pressures, you start looking at the rushes, it's a lot of detail that goes into it. And that's the one thing I've tried to do coming in is kind of compartmentalize different things within the system and the different packages from week to week that we use. And I, that I think has helped guys to kind of, okay, well, this is what this is like this, you know what I mean? And this is this technique and this is this fun fundamental. And then you start to learn, well, there's a lot of carryover to it. So from that aspect of it, I think it's, it, it, I think they feel a lot more comfortable with me and feel a lot more comfortable systematically of what we're asking them to do. And that has stayed pretty consistent throughout the course of the year, which I think is big for them. I mean, there's nothing in this league that can't, a rule or a technique, something can't be broken. That's for sure. I know <laughs> that firsthand. But I, I think for them to know, even though it's something that we may not have practiced a lot, if we've got to go through it during the course of a game, they'll realize what that is and what they have to do and go out and feel comfortable executing it. And looking ahead to this Packers game, I know it's early in the week, but um, what are some of the things that stand out to you about their offense and some of the things you'll have to be aware of in this matchup? Well, like every week we go out, I mean, the one thing is we, we know we've got to stop the run. They, they've got two running backs that are, you know, very capable of carrying the ball a lot of times. And uh, we've got to do a good job up front with that. Uh, passing the ball a lot better. Love's having a good year. He's getting the ball in and out. I was looking at him there 40-some percent on third down, too. So we'll have our hands full with some of the situational stuff that they do. They've got a lot of formation variation, you know, as far as jets and sweeps and motions and all those things. So it'll be a challenge for us as far as, you know, like I said, I'm just getting started on it here this afternoon. But uh, for guys coming back in and now we got to turn the page, it's an uncommon opponent, not somebody we play a lot. It's in there. It's at their place. So it'll be some challenges as far as making sure guys get in and get familiar with their personnel and what they're trying to do schematically and just the matchups that they're trying to create, you know, during the course of it. So we're excited about the opportunity to do it. We met a little bit today and just kind of put a close to the Atlanta game and talked about them briefly a little bit today. So you know, when they come back in on Wednesday, we can kind of get a big start on them and get going. And then finally for you, I know that the goal is making the playoffs at this point, but outside of that, what would be the goals for the defense overall? And then your guys specifically in these last regular season games of, Hey, to be where we really want to be at the end of the season, if we are going into the playoffs, this is what we want to be showing that we're moving in this direction defensively. And as an outside linebacker room. I, I think for us as a room is that we, we wanted to make sure that we were consistent throughout and accountable for whatever our actions and decisions were during the course of the game to do what was best for our defense. And I think uh, our guys really, you know, they set a standard at the start of the year of what it was going to look like when you looked at us on tape. So I think that was the biggest thing in the run game, setting the edge, being able to get on and off a block and make the play in the passing game 
to make sure we're disciplined as far as our rush lanes and, you know, whatever we're asked to do, whether it's drop, rush, whatever those things were, and being accountable that we're going to be in the right spot and be able to be counted on as far as the execution as a performance. Uh, I think defensively, we, you know, right along those same lines is realizing situational defense for what we wanted to get accomplished during the course of the year. And Coach Bowles has spent a lot of time this offseason, a lot of time during the course of the season, realizing what those situations are and how they affect the outcome of games. And just guys making sure that they're accountable for what we're trying to do there. That not only helps us be effective as a defense, but effective as a team down the stretch. So I think those are all critical points of, you know, being able to handle and do your job and, and that you're accountable to that and you're accountable to your teammates to make sure that they can trust that you're going to go out and get those things done. Well, Coach, thank you so much for spending time with us during the week. I really appreciate it, and congrats on these last couple wins here. All right, thanks a lot. I appreciate you having me. All right, thanks to all of you guys for being with us on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health. This is Buccaneers Radio.